I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to this very special La Liga Lowdown podcast about the Seville Derby, the Derby Sevillano, the Great Derby, El Gran Derby. It has many names, but Real Betis versus Sevilla is a fixture recognised and watched around the world. The two giants of the Andalusian capital produce fireworks on the pitch and often off it as well whenever they meet. <laughs> I'm your host, Drew McTeer, and in this podcast, we're going to talk you through the history of this derby, through some of the most controversial moments, through some of the craziest games, and we're going to explain just exactly what makes this derby so special. To do so, we have journalists, fans of both clubs, and even Colin Miller, who has just written a book called The Frying Pan of Spain, all about this fixture. First, we're going to start off with Roman de Arquer, who's going to explain the origins of this fixture and reveal that this match contained controversy almost right from the off. Sevilla Football Club and Real Betis Balompié go way, way back. Both teams have been facing each other for over a century, which has made this one of the biggest clashes in Spanish football. Sevilla was the first of the two teams to be founded, but there is a certain controversy between two dates, 1890 and 1905. The club stands firm with the first date, assuring it was founded as Sevilla Football Club in 1890 by a group of young British and Spanish men, with Edward Johnston being their first president. This fact would make Sevilla the oldest La Liga team, but many historians disagree and insist that Sevilla was actually founded in 1905 by José Luis Gallegos, having no direct link with the other club created 15 years earlier. Whereas things seem a bit more straightforward with Betis' history, founded in 1907 as España Balompié by a group of students and, a few months later, renamed as Sevilla Balompié. But it wouldn't receive its definitive name until 1914, when it merged with a club called Betis Football Club that had been founded in 1909 and which had been given a royal title, Real in Spanish, by the King of Spain at the time, Alfonso XIII, therefore being called Real Betis Balompié. But let's get back to the interesting part, the derbies. And the first one is dated back in the 14th of February of 1909 between Sevilla Football Club and Sevilla Balompié. 
In an unofficial friendly, the Verdi Blancos, who back then wore blue and white, succumbed to Sevilla's firepower by four goals to nil. Yet the first official derby between the two teams, as we know them today, took place on the 6th of January of 1915 in their first title fight, just two weeks after Betis FC and Sevilla Balompié had merged together. They played for the Copa de Plata donated by the Sociedad Artística Sevillana and this time Betis were victorious. They managed the win thanks to Alberto Henke's lonely goal for a final score of 1-0. It's even said that after winning the players walked around the city centre showing off their title and already building up to that rivalry which we know about nowadays between both clubs and sets of fans. But one of the most shocking scores in the history of this derby came in 1918 when Sevilla absolutely thrashed Betis with a final score of 22-0. They were playing the semi-finals of the Copa Andalucía y Extremadura, which consisted in a home and away game, which ended in a 3-2 score in the first leg for Sevilla, and then in a 3-1 win, but this time for Betis. Back then, they didn't decide on goal average, but on wins, so they resolved this, these situations with a third game. But things were going to be very complicated for Betis because of an incident that took place during the second game at their stadium. That same day, there were general elections in Spain, so there were barely any police to control the fans at the stadium. And while Manuel Pérez from the Sevilla squad was taking a throw-in, an uncontrolled Betis fan threatened to attack him with a stick and a knife. No measures were taken, but José Jiménez de Sandoval, who was a war hero back then, decided that no player involved with the military service was allowed to play that pending third match. This infuriated Betis because it meant losing many of their best players who at the time formed part of the military. Then there are two versions on what happened next. Some say Betis, very mad with this decision, decided to show up with their youth squad in form of protest. Another state that because of the large number of absences, they were forced to play with a mix of first-team players and kids from their youth system. In any case, Sevilla decided to play this game without any forgiveness, and the result speaks for itself. 22-0 was indeed the final score. We've had over a century of Seville Derby madness then, so let's dive deeper into some of the most controversial moments of this fixture with Matt Clark. Take it away, Matt. Throughout its long history, there have been some significant flashpoints and moments of controversy which have somewhat tarnished El Gran Derby. Those moments where the nature of the clashes turned from febrile to frenzied, hostile to hate-filled, and dramatic to dangerous. In 1999, Sevilla were down in the Segunda, in search of a playoff spot. There were allegations swirling around that Betis owner Manuel Ruiz de la Pera had offered Sevilla's opponents rewards if they got good results against them. Nothing was ever conclusively proven, but neither was there an outright denial. The following season, Sevilla, who did achieve promotion, were heading straight back down, but wanted to ensure Betis went down with them. In their final game of the season, Sevilla, already doomed to their fate, hosted Real Oviedo, who were also scrapping for survival. A dismal Sevilla performance followed, including the bizarre half-time substitution of their goalkeeper, who had been the only one to play well. Again, the accusation was that Sevilla had effectively thrown the game to allow Oviedo to survive at the expense of, yep, you've guessed it, Betis. Unfortunately, bitterness and tensions grew with the turn of the century. In 2002, during a derby at Estadio Ramon Sanchez Pizjuan, Betis goalkeeper Antonio Prats was attacked by a Sevilla fan who had cleared the barriers and made his way onto the pitch. He attempted to assault Prats from behind, but thankfully he failed and the offender was apprehended quickly on this occasion. 
The 2006-07 season was a particularly turbulent one, which featured four derbies. The controversial subplot was the ongoing rivalry between the two senior club officials, Jose Maria Del Nido, president of Sevilla, and Manuel Ruiz de la Pera, owner of Betis. They couldn't stand each other and frequently regressed into playground tantrums and constant digs at each other. During the second La Liga match of the season, in February, tensions reached a high point which culminated in a highly theatrical scene in the director's box at Betis' home ground. This, incidentally, was then called the Estadio Manuel Ruiz de Lopera after the owner, giving an insight into his egotistical tendencies. It probably has to be seen to be believed, but here goes. When Del Nido arrived into the box, he allegedly refused to accept a statue to celebrate Real Betis' centenary, a gift all visiting presidents had received. This refusal did not go down well. Officials told him that he was no longer welcome to take his seat in the box and was escorted elsewhere. In typical style for these feuding officials, Del Nido was made to sit next to a bust of his nemesis De Lopela. This was unacceptable to Del Nido, and the resulting furore included scuffles and plenty of insults, all caught on the TV cameras. It really did resemble a low-budget soap opera. However, the comedic, slapstick feud translated into increasing aggression between Beticos and Sevillistas. Police sought to dissuade away fans from travelling out of concerns for their safety. Flags were burned, rockets and other small missiles were increasingly launched at opposing fans and towards players as matches threatened to boil over. This escalation led to its almost inevitable conclusion when a far more serious incident occurred when the sides met in the quarter-final of La Copa del Rey in March 2007. When Sevilla scored the opener in the second leg, Betis fans reacted badly, hurling objects onto the pitch, including multiple bottles. One of these projectiles struck Sevilla coach Juan de Ramos cleanly on the head, and he collapsed unconscious. The game was swiftly abandoned, and Ramos rushed to hospital, with the ambulance reportedly accompanied by angry chants of die Ramos, die, and more projectiles. These were truly incendiary scenes as this rivalry reached its bitterest nadir. Thankfully, Ramos, previously a coach of Betis, recovered, and Sevilla went on to win both La Copa del Rey and the UEFA Cup. It was only the tragic death of Antonio Puerta that reconciled the two clubs and began to heal the city after a decade of division and controversy. The dynamic of this rivalry cannot be discussed without telling the story of Antonio Puerta and his tragic death. At the start of the 2007-08 season, things were going great for Sevilla as they were heading through in their Champions League qualifier against AK Athens and they'd won the Spanish Super Cup against Real Madrid. Yet, in the first round of that La Liga season, everything was put into perspective. In the 35th minute of their opening match against Hitafi, Antonio Puerta fell to his knees. He was taken to the dressing room where he collapsed again and was then immediately rushed to hospital. Three days later, he so sadly passed away as a result of a heart issue. He left behind his pregnant girlfriend. Everyone at Sevilla mourned, everyone at Real Betis did too. Some things are bigger than a football rivalry, and this was one of those incidents. Thousands and thousands lined the streets as his coffin was taken to the stadium, including many Betis fans. Betis sent a delegation, and Manuel Ruiz de la Pera and Jose Maria del Nido shared an emotional embrace, an embrace that wouldn't have been possible a few months previously. When Real Betis defender Miki Rocky died from cancer in 2012 at the age of 23, similar scenes were experienced 
in Seville. This is a fierce derby and rivalry, have no doubt about it, but it can also be one of respect. To learn about what makes it so special, we're going to hear from a fan of each club about some of their top derby memories. We'll do that right after this short break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome back to this podcast where we ask the question, why is the Seville Derby between Real Betis and Sevilla so special? We're going to hear from some fans now, one from each of the clubs involved. And first, we'll hear from David Whitworth of Radio Betis for the green and white point of view. First of all, David, what makes this derby so special? It's an amazing derby. For me, it's the best derby in Spain. Only rivaled in world football, really, for me, with Boca Juniors and River Plate. It's the nearest thing to that in terms of the passion, the flamboyance, the flair, the colours, pride and arte, the art. Betis and Sevilla really define socially, geographically and football-wise what is one of the great derbies of world football. Now, can you tell us some of your favourite memories as a Real Betis fan? Well, my first derby match was on the 21st of January 2012, etched in my memory. It was a 1-1 draw. Um, Benyat scored a free kick in that game and it was a fantastic atmosphere, unique, something different, something I've never, ever experienced in my life. And it was amazing to be part of as a fan and as a lover of football in general. Um, two seasons in a row, including that season, as a Betty supporter, we were very happy to win in Nervion, the district of Sevilla, winning away from home in Sevilla Stadium, especially with that amazing 
last minute goal from Benyat with the famous Ronaldinho free kick going under the wall. Cue Bedlam in Heliopolis, the district of the Betty supporters. And it was a fantastic night for the Green and Whites. Another important milestone in my Betis uh, fan career was the Euro Derby. Uh, the first time, maybe the last time, maybe the ultimate time that we have the clash in the Europa Liga between the two teams. I ironically, it was Betis who took a 2-0 lead in Nervion and then squandered the lead at home. 2-0 and it went to penalties and Sevilla won on penalties but having said that it was an amazing atmosphere it's one of the greatest atmospheres I've ever been a part of I was there four hours before kickoff because I knew that this was could be and ultimately a unique experience to see both of the two city teams in Europe playing in a derby match and it was fantastic and I was really really proud and privileged to be there other memories of the derby for me, well, the 3-3 draw when Betis came back uh, very much springs to mind. And I've got to discuss the 3-5. Um, this match was held on the Three Kings Day, uh, the most one of the most important days in the Spanish calendar, the equivalent of Christmas over here. And it was the best Christmas present possible for Betis supporters to win in Nervion by three goals to five. An amazing game from start to finish, full of goals, entertainment, drama. I watched it in the city with my parents who were coming to visit me and um, yeah, very, very happy indeed, naturally, with the, with the win there. Thanks, David. Now we'll hear from Chris Lale, the admin of the Sevilla fan site, Monchi's Men. <laughs> Chris, we asked David what makes this derby so unique. We'll do the same with you. What do you think makes this fixture so special? So what makes the derby so special? Uh, for me, it's the, you know, the family r rivalries. Sevilla is a fairly small city and, you know, everybody has a side. You're either a Betico or a Sevillista. You know, the players fuel on the passion of the city and it just shows in every derby. You know, the players are fighting and pushing and yellow cards and red cards and crazy goals and last minute comebacks. It's just a great derby and super exciting to watch. You know, our family has some Beticos and Sevillistas, and every derby brings out the best of our trash talk. Now, I remember the first time I went to Spain, I wasn't a football fan at the time. I didn't really know much about the city, didn't know anything about the two teams, but everybody was glued to the TV as the derby was playing, and it just hooked me. I was suddenly a, a Sevillista. I wanted to be like everybody in the bar and just enjoy the game. Now, can you tell us about some of your favorite memories as a Sevilla fan? My first memory that I want to talk about is just because of timing. In 2012, my partner Kristen's family had a reunion in Sevilla that we all attended. It was shortly after the shellacking that Sevilla handed Betis at the Sanchez Pichuan in November. It just made for great conversation among the family as... They were super surprised that there was this American that spoke very little Spanish, but he was so into Sevilla. It also furthered the rivalry as they presented me with a scarf by the Sevistas in the family, and all the Beticos were jeering me and booing me. The game that season was just spectacular. 
Reyes and Fazio both had braces during the game, with Reyes scoring within the first few seconds. Rakitic also had a goal and an assist, and I remember Navas just flying up and down the right-hand side and just tormenting Betis. My second favorite memory is just the 2014 Europa second leg, uh, where we won at Betis' home stadium. Betis had came into our home stadium and won 2 our backs were against the wall, and we come back to their stadium and won 0-2 and forced the game into extra time and then eventually into the penalties. It was pretty close, and then the last penalty was a Betico player. I don't remember who, uh, but he pushed it wide, and Sevilla celebrated on the on the home pitch of Betis, knocking them out of the Europa League. And, of course, as Sevilla always does, we went on to win that Europa League Thanks, Chris. No surprise that the Euro Derby also featured in Chris's reply. That was a big night for Sevilla. Now, just how close is the overall record between the two clubs? To find that out, here's Sam Leverage. Los del Rio, who sang the Macarena, some of the most famous people to come from Seville, and they got it spot on when they sang their famous song, Seville has a special colour. And in the case of the Gran Derby, it is definitely the red and white of Sevilla. They've won 60 out of the 129 meetings between the two teams, while for Real Betis in the green and white, it's been just 38 victories for them, with 31 draws between the two of them. Of those meetings, 95 have come in La Liga, there's also been 14 in Segunda División and 18 in the Copa del Rey, where Real Betis have won just once since 1962. Thanks, Sam, for that roundup. Now, before we get to our chat with Colin Miller, who's basically Mr. Seville Derby in the English language, let's find out what the Derby is like from the perspective of a player who's played in one. La Liga Lowdown's David Guido spoke to former Real Betis player Jordi Amat about Derby Week in Seville for the players. They spoke just after the famous 5-3 in January of 2018, which Amat missed through suspension. But he does know what it's like to play in this game and what the city is like. Here's David and Jordi on the Derby. Let me ask you a little bit about a game that you missed in the, the first half of the season because you were... You were suspended, but mm-hmm. is coming up soon, and um, yes. we hope you've got a part to play, which is, of course, against Sevilla at the Benito Villamarín. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my goodness, um, tell us a little bit about what that rivalry is like. And I'm, I'm sure you would have watched the first game, the three-five in the Sanchez Piscuán. What was that crazy, like? Crazy, crazy game. <laughs> it was amazing. Because Betty scored right at the start. Didn't right they? in the start, Fabian. Yeah. In, and it was just. And then yeah, was uh, counterattacks. Um, they couldn't score, uh, we score, and then, well, it was a crazy game. Were you, sh- were you shouting at the TV? Or? Yeah, <laughs> me and my wife, they just <laughs> shouting, uh, jumping, and... Brilliant. But, you know, um, for the city and for for the proper fans of Betis and Sevilla, is the most important game of the, of the year. Have people come over to you in the street and said, this game is the biggest game and you have to win it and you know do people talk to you because they know that you play for Betis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of people maybe everyone <laughs> because um, I didn't know like in, in Sevilla there is more people from Real Betis than the Sevilla football club yeah so it's that's in terms a, of like season ticket holders there's like 52,000 yes. and then um, you are going into a taxi and he's uh, from Real Betis oh Jordi oh 
we have to win that game, man. We have, you know, like, oh, you go to the restaurant, um, the, the waiter is, uh, no, no, come on, eh? Um, <laughs> it's the most important game of, of, the, of the year. So you can see that um, one or two weeks before the game. Let's now speak with Colin Miller, the author of, and here's the full title, The Frying Pan of Spain, Sevilla versus Real Betis, Spain's hottest football rivalry. Firstly, Colin, what was it about the Seville clubs and the Seville derby that led you to write a book on this topic? Seville is my adopted home, and it's a city with a passion for football like no other. Real Betis and Sevilla are two of the biggest clubs in Spanish football, yet they're located just a few kilometres from each other, and the rivalry between them really is the best in Spanish football. I decided to write the book primarily because most football fans outside of Spain know very little about both of the clubs. Most British football fans, for instance, don't even know that Real Betis come from the city of Seville. So my idea really was to document that Spanish football was much more than just Real Madrid and Barcelona, and Seville Derby really is the perfect example of this. We've heard from some of our contributors about the origins of this derby. What would you say is the point in history where this derby became properly heated? The derby has been heated for as long as it has existed really. Um, there have been multiple allegations about different formations of both of the clubs and which individuals or which clubs split off from the other. Even the fact that both of the clubs originally started playing in the same playing fields in the centre of Seville and they've both really competed directly ever since that. However, things really took off in 1918 when during a derby there was a group of Betis fans broke onto the field of play and attacked some of the Sevilla players and Sevilla's Manuel Perez was reportedly stabbed. So for the next derby the Betis squad was actually decimated because the military took a decision based on the previous game to suspend its members from participating in the match. So Betis instead fielded a team of teenagers in protest and they lost the game 22-0 which is still a record and that military decision is said to have unknowingly ignited a fire that even today over 100 years later is still burning. Yes that story of the record derby really does seem to have been a catalyst that stands out. Now they always say that people live and experience football differently in Seville. What's meant by that and does this contribute to the intensity of the derby? Seville is the noisiest, most colourful, intense and passionate city in all of Spain and that is reflected in the rivalry between the clubs. I mean, there's 100,000 season ticket holders in a city of just 700,000 people, which is incredible. You know, everybody in the city is either a Betico or a Sevista. It's a rivalry which splits almost every family and unlike pretty much everywhere else in Spain, kids aren't running around in Barcelona or Real Madrid tops, it's Sevilla and Betis. And the rivalry just doesn't stop. It isn't measured in trophies or in huge riches, but instead it's measured in identity and belonging, and it's very important to everybody that lives there. Okay, so everyone in Seville is invested in this. So what's the city like on a match day? And is there any difference to the Derby Day atmosphere depending on whether it's at the sanchez Pizjuan or at the Benito Villamarín? On Derby Day, the city grinds to a standstill. Um, large parts of Seville are in lockdown because the 500 or so travelling fans of the away team are given a police escort for the three kilometre walk from one stadium to the other. Um, there's flares and there's smoke bombs everywhere, you know, everything that you would expect, you know. And the atmospheres and experiences in both stadiums are, are very special, but it is true that, that they're different. And I think for people who aren't local, it's much easier to visit Sevilla's than I'm on Sanchez Pizjuan Stadium. You know, there's a tram service 
service. There's the metro. You can walk there. It's reasonably central. It's surrounded by a shopping centre. There's loads of bars and restaurants. Whereas Bettis is a bit different. Um, it feels a little bit more raw. It's harder to travel to. It feels a little bit more outdated. And those aren't necessarily bad things. Um, but of course, the atmosphere in both are great. But, uh, you know, the, these are experiences that are special and that are unmatched anywhere else. Best Derby in Spain? The Seville Derby is absolutely the best Derby in Spain. Every fan I've spoken to has told me that someone in their family, if it isn't close family, then their cousins, their nephews, their nieces, were a fan of the eternal rival, you know, and that's not the case anywhere else. The fact that the city is genuinely split 50-50 between the two sets of fans makes it unique and incomparable to any other city. The majority of Spanish football fans will look at this Derby and admit, you know, this one is the best. Finally, Colin, in one sentence, can you tell us why the Seville Derby is so special? The Seville Derby is an authentic and special matchday experience. There's no camera phones here. Whenever goals go in, there's no selfies being taken. The atmosphere is unbeatable. The Seville Derby is the real deal. Thank you, Colin. And Colin has kindly given La Liga Lowdown a copy of his book, The Frying Pan of Spain, for us to give away in a competition to be in with a chance of winning it all you have to do is send a DM, a direct message to the La Liga Lowdown account on Twitter answering the following question. What is the record scoreline in a Seville Derby? Is it 12-0, 22-0 or 29-0? I'll repeat that. What is the record scoreline in a Seville Derby? Is it 12-0, 22-0 or 29-0? Our Twitter DMs are open at La Liga Lowdown. So follow La Liga Lowdown and send us the correct answer to be in with a chance of winning Colin's book. It will then be drawn at random between all those with a correct answer. Deadline for submitting your answer is full time of the match between the two teams at the Benito Via Marine on Sunday, November 10th, 2019. Once again, thank you to Colin Miller for joining us and thanks to all our other contributors as well to Roman de Arcare, Matt Clark, Sam Leverage, David Whitworth of Radio Betis and Chris Lale of Monchi's Men. Also to Jordi Amat and David Garrido for their conversation. I've been your host, Jim McTeer, and I hope you've learned a little more about what makes Real Betis versus Sevilla so special. I certainly have. Thank you for listening and enjoy the game.